Okay. All right, people, what's happening? It's your boy JT. We're okay. I've got Destiny, my guy, my brother. Yes, sir. And um, yeah, this is uh, another episode where we're trying to be as consistent as possible. But another thing we're also trying to be is as vulnerable and honest and open as possible as well. Um, so, you know, to keep on, on, on topic with the faith talks we've been having um, and even to continue on from, from our conversation with Joe uh, last week or a couple of weeks back, um, we just want to delve more into our own personal um our own personal you know uh journeys in faith this year and also kind of outlining kind of misconceptions because we've done a misconception episode before we want to like you know add another you know misconception episode a little bit like misconceptions of you know joining the faith and you know how our faith journey goes and how everyone's faith journey goes um as well as you know personal things we've gone through this year um so yeah and, just hope that Absolutely. you're blessed as you're listening to this, wherever you're listening to this. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. It's pretty you're blessed. And yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, first and foremost, we got numerous loads of feedback from the last episode, and we're so grateful to you guys. The episode we had with Joe, um, I'm so grateful that the, the Lord was able to use us on that and to reach many different people. We had so many different people. It was seen by different people, organizations, and people were sending it to people who who were connected to people that me and JT you know. It was it was such a blessing, and we just yeah. pray the Lord. Uh, we can continue to, to, to move forward from that. Um, one thing in regards to audio, guys, we're so sorry if it doesn't sound as clear and as crisp as, as, as it should or as you want it to. Uh, we're in a situation where JT is in a different place to me. We're not able to film in person at the moment. However, yeah. probably maybe come summertime or in between that, we can try and get some in-person episodes recorded to you. We do have the equipment. We do have microphones and all those sort of things. But at the moment, you're just going to have to bear with us. We can't quite um, give that to you guys at the moment. But we still hope that the, the audio is is... is good enough for you guys we'll try and do everything on our end to ensure that the audio is, is, is sounding good for you guys so that was just one thing in terms of feedback that we wanted to just um touch on for you guys yeah for sure. um but yeah um so yeah we're just gonna, we're just gonna go and uh essentially so this last year was um for me one of the biggest learning curves of my life it was actually one of the hardest years of my life i've actually ever had and most people really would not know i'm not someone that really i don't post how i feel necessarily on social media or anything like that the only way you would know is if you ask um jt knows like a little bit about this but to, to be fair what i'm about to say and everything that i'm saying is, is might come as like news to, to some people um so so many changes have occurred in my life and it's only by the grace of god that i'm, I'm still here because um, as many of you know that you're listening right now, life can get very, very difficult at times. Things when things will happen, you begin to question, why is this happening? How is this happening? When you have the right intentions and situations and things just still don't go your way. When you do everything that you think you can to ensure a certain um, outcome and that outcome does not occur, it can really, really um, test your faith or whatever it is. And, and for me, that is exactly what happened. So I'll try and go back as far, as early as I can. Um, I'll try and tell the story as best as I can, and um, this might be able to relate to some of you guys. I just, this was this is to just give you guys some hope. Um, so essentially, back in so um, I changed my training regime changed last year. I upped my training, everything coming off of going to under twenty three Europeans uh, for Great Britain last season in twenty twenty one as the first year coming into the age group of, of under twenty threes. And this was such a huge thing for me because I've never I'd never gone out of the country to race or compete uh, ever. And this was the first time me making a, a proper team uh, as an under twenty. I missed out uh, no less than three times at, at competing for GB. Uh, under 18s, when I was uh, under 18s, I missed out. The standard was 1075. I ran 1079. I didn't even know about it. 
as an under 20, uh, it was 10. 55 and I ran 1061 and then uh, World Juniors got scrapped completely because of COVID so I missed out on three mm-hmm. of those opportunities and that was very hard so for this time in 2021 I really wanted to go um, I was able to go I ran uh, 1045 uh, the standard was again 1040 so I didn't make the individual but I got a, a chance on the relay team and I didn't really mind that much because I just wanted to be there you know I, when I remember getting the call I, I was so overjoyed and having all the kit come to my house and everything it was so so exciting um, it was frustrating because I had injured myself that season. So I was trying so hard to chase the standard, but I was hurt at the same time whilst I was running. I had nationals and southerns and British champs all in that week. Some of you that might be listening to this might remember how it was that year in terms of competition being back to back to back. And um, yeah, I was hurt, but I got to go and it was a great experience. Even though it was coming off of COVID, we had to do all these COVID regulations, testing, blah, 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 blah. I didn't really mind. For other people, it probably affected them a bit more. Uh, because they've been to champs before so they know what it should be like but for me because it was my first experience I was just so happy to be there um, and it was a great experience and, and things like that uh, in terms of how we got in the relay I ran in the heats and it was such a great experience it was unlike anything I've ever felt I was so nervous in the cool room and I don't generally normally get very nervous for relay but because it was all I was there for um, I was really really nervous um, and it was kind of crazy to see people from other countries and things like that it was all new to me um, I think I thought I did a good a good job but in the for the final um, they didn't put me in the in the final sort of quartets to run and I was upset about it but um, I, I kind of just I, I don't know I just I was upset about it for sure because I felt that I, I should be in there um, but regardless of that the team in the end they didn't even get it round they kind of got they got disqualified from first to second they, they didn't manage to get it there and then we got disqualified and it was kind of gutting because had they medaled which we were sort of toted to win it would have been a great thing to be able to win a medal um, but regardless of, of that going on from that after that and everything into the next season we had an amazing winter season everything was going so well training was going so well and then um, I ended up getting, first of all, I got ill in around February time, February, March time, I got ill and I never get ill. Anyone that knows me knows I never get ill. It was, so it was um, very, very strange for me to get sick. And uh, I remember the, the antibiotics they gave me kind of took me out a little bit and I was kind of unable to train for a bit. I was feeling very rough. And um, I'm one of those that tries to persevere through everything thinking that I'm a macho man, but it, it really it messed me up. Um Training was going fantastically at the time. We were ready to hit indoors really hard. I was hitting some really cool times in training. So we knew we were prepared to go out there and run fast. And then uh, coming off of that, I around March time, I got hurt. And this is now, we're into 2022 now. So this is this year. I hurt my foot. Uh, at first, it was my right foot. And it kind of came from an abundance of reasons, reasons that I'm not going to necessarily go into all the details of it now. But I hurt myself and it was bad. And at the time, because I have a relatively high pain threshold, it hurt. But I was, it was still somewhat runnable. But every time I'd run on it, it would get worse. Um, and I didn't realize how bad it was. And that ended up really plaguing me. And because of that, my indoor season was not very good for loads of different reasons, like doing too much in the warm up and uh, on top of the injury and the illness. And I just did not do very well. And other stuff that was going on in my life at the time with like friendships, relationships, things were just breaking down around me and my head, my mindset. I wasn't like prepared to race. I was thinking about other things whilst I was at the race. I remember being at a race and I was on the phone to like um, a friend that had come to watch the race after complaining about a situation that was going on, like in my personal life in regards to like someone else, like a relationship or a situation I was in and it was just too much I was just I was just messed I was messed up you know and then um after that uh we, we carry on going into the training the indoor season just wasn't fruitful we didn't hit anything near what um was expected of us to hit like the times I was hitting was not an accurate indication of who I was and I was so disappointed because after each race I remember the feeling you cross the line and, and and I'm just looking around I'm looking at the ground I'm thinking like lord why is this happening to me I, I just wanted to cry 
it was crazy. I was so upset. I couldn't figure out what was going on. I, I didn't know why this was happening. I didn't know what was going on. I put so much time and effort into trying to lay down some good times and seeing other people running fast times. And I was just like, I should be here. And then um, we carry on after March, most after March, March, April, May, June. Uh, the injury just kind of keeps getting worse with the foot. It's, it's really hurting. It's really messing me up. And, and I didn't really realise how bad it was still at this time. Still had not received any treatment for it. Um, then we skipped forward till about June, July when we're supposed to race. And because of this, I had to miss an abundance of training in, in the pre-competition phase, getting ready to compete. Um, and then, um, so that that made everything a lot harder. It wasn't until around July time, maybe, I think, that we were able to actually get some um, independent uh, private treatment. I was getting some treatment through my club at the time, which was great from them supporting me, but it just wasn't enough. The person that was treating me didn't quite know what was going on either, and neither did I. Um, so the whole span of sort of like... Um, March, late March, all the way till about June, July was 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 missing in terms of training, preparation, being hurt at the same time. So I just really was not ready to run. Um, so as a result of this, this season, I didn't really do anything. And anyone that knows, I normally post stuff on my Instagram as, as regards to kind of like how I was doing. I haven't been able to post anything because there was nothing post worthy. Uh, it affected kind of a lot of stuff for me uh, because we done so well in the winter everything was there everything was prepared I was so excited I had big goals to go to the Commonwealth to go to the world champs to go to this to that I'm getting people messaging me like Destiny where are you I'm getting like family members like oh what's going on here what's going on there I began to began to question myself and and, and my worth and it took me to so, such a uh, a difficult place because everything else in my life was also getting difficult relationships uh like friendships were dwindling I was moving like from one church to another and things didn't go very well there I ended up having to leave there relationships were dwindling uh, everything was just going really really not very great uh and the tip on the iceberg was and by the way I'm not saying I am not telling this story for sympathy anyone that knows me I do not talk about this stuff but I want to be real and unbridled and I want people to see the grace of God and how Jesus absolutely has transformed me and how he got me through it because it's only by the grace of God that I got through that because for many other people, they could have ended up in a completely different place. I could have uh, spiraled into drinking alcohol, doing drugs or anything else. But the only thing I had to rely on was Jesus because there was nothing else in that moment because I felt so insignificant in myself as, as to what I was doing because nothing was coming out of it. I couldn't, couldn't think of what else to do. Um, so I'm trying to think of where I was. Where, where, where was I just at, JT? What was the last thing I said before that? I kind of just lost my train of thought. Your relationship with dwindling. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So the tip of the iceberg was was at British Champs. British Championships is the, for anyone that doesn't know sport or know athletics, it's the senior championship. So if I want to go to the Olympics, the Europeans, the World Championships, whatever, as a senior athlete for the senior team, you have to go there and you have to win. And this year that just went was for the World Championships, as well as the Europeans and the Commonwealths, but this specific particular championships was for the Worlds because the Commonwealth team had already been picked. So bear in mind, the Commonwealth team had already been picked and I was aware that I had not made that team. So already I was quite upset because that was one of the goals. So one of the goals already is straight out the window. Europeans is lost. Um, get to the get to um, British champs. We normally get there early, me and my coach. My coach knows quite a lot of people that are involved in the British athletic setup. So I got to speak to a few coaches and people. I was feeling good in and of myself. We were able to get a little bit of training in. I remember I'd got, I'd finally got the private treatment about a couple of weeks before this. Um, so my foot was okay. Uh, I'd say, but I wasn't still 100% sure on it, but I wanted to go. Like, I got the invitation, I wanted to go. Um, and I have been, I've been to the British Championships now four times, um, which is quite a fair amount of number. So I have the experience of, of doing it before. I have ran in every single round. I've ran in the heats, I've ran in the semi, and I made the final during the COVID year back in 2020, was, which was the biggest achievement for me yeah. at the senior level to date. The previous year before, I got knocked out in the semis back in 2021. Um, and this was around the time I had the groin injury and everything like that. But it didn't. I didn't mind as much because I was able to go to Europeans. 
Um, and then this coming year, uh, and JT, will, you, he knows exactly about this, because JT lives in Manchester and the chances in Manchester, and months before we've been talking about him coming down. Um, so we get, we get there. And essentially, uh, I got knocked out in the heats. I had a very tough heat with a lot of fast people, but I wasn't necessarily worried about that. But I was kind of just concerned. I was like, "Whoa, this is the, this is this is really a tough heat." I've been I've been here three, four times, and I've never been in a heat like that. And I was thinking, "God, you're really not giving me a break here. Like, come on, I've I've made it to the start line. At least try help me out here." Uh, I got a really stacked heat. Uh, I was on the outside lane, and um, so I, yeah, I, I I didn't run very well. I think I came sixth or seventh in that race. I think second last. And I remember coming out of the blocks and I come out, I came out well. If anyone that sees the race or has seen that race, I came out of the blocks really, really well. Yeah. Um, but then uh, I just dwindled. I had nothing left. I couldn't drive. I wasn't moving. If you look at me, it's like I was going backwards. I couldn't believe it. Everyone was just going so far away from me. Yeah. Uh, and it was even worse because the pers- person that won the race, the first couple, they, they ran it to probably about 80 and then they slowed down. And I was still trying to run. I wasn't I wasn't going anywhere. I wasn't moving. Yeah. And my immediate reaction, I remember they, they went up. You see the board that has all the results and everything. I remember looking at it and I just could not believe it I, I was just so confused I remember going back to the warm-up area getting all my stuff and everything and I, I knew I hadn't made it to the next round and I, I knew that you had to come to top three and I wasn't going to be fast enough to get a fastest loser spot so as I'm watching the other heats that go on after that I'm kind of just like wow this I'm just taking into account everything that's just happened I couldn't believe it everything that we've done to get to this point um and then after that it was it was a strange moment I, I went back to where my coach was and my coach was sat down and we I literally went over to my coach and sat down next to him and neither of us said a word to each other. We neither of us kind of, I knew what he was thinking and he knew what I was thinking and we couldn't believe it. We'd done everything right to, to get to this point. We'd made the journey from Hemel all the way to Manchester and it was a long journey and, and my coach is, um, he's a little bit older. So this takes, it, it's not like a, this takes a lot out of him to do, you know, it's not yeah. his obligation to do this for, for me. And I felt like I'd let him down. I felt like I'd let myself down. I felt like I'd let everyone that was watching me down. I, I just felt, like so terrible and I even felt embarrassed like JT was here was in the stadium to come and watch and I didn't even I didn't have it in of myself to go and see my friend because I was so embarrassed and I felt so terrible that I'd made my friend to come out to see that 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 embarrassment like we we left and this was the first time ever I'm not I'm I'm not a big crier I'll cry at some things but for the first time in my athletics career my coach saw me cry I was standing sitting there next to him and every, everything just came out. All the emotion just came out. I was crying. I was crying. I couldn't believe it. God, why did you let this happen to me? Why is this happening to me? What have I done? What have I done wrong? Mm. I'm someone that I try to hold myself to a very high standard in, in, in everything. I always try and have the purest intentions of my heart. And that's how I deal with situations. And I couldn't understand why this was happening to me. I was thinking, God, why? Why is this happening to me? What is going on? I put all my time and effort into this. I've never, ever done anything half-heartedly. I always give everything 100%. I had no doubt about my preparation. Yes, we had the injury and things like that, but I was not expecting that to be the outcome. And um, it, it, it was it was just such a very, very difficult um, time for me. And after that, the season wasn't very fruitful at all. I, I just couldn't break anything past. The fastest time I ran was like 10.67. And those were not the times that we were expecting to run. Um, I did a few races after that. I was able to win a few, but the times were never any good. Mm. Um, everything just really was not great. Um, but the silver lining in all of this is the only thing that sustained me that kept me was Jesus. I remember coming back home that day from Manchester, explaining to my family everything that had happened and things. And I didn't talk to, I didn't really talk to anybody. I kind of, uh, I told JT, we took a break from Visions. That's why there wasn't really that much that we posted last year. Well, uh, this year, sort of like through summer, 
onwards this year we didn't post as much uh, because I needed a break I don't know how long it was but it was definitely a while a few months at least where I, we, we didn't do anything um, and I remember that day I couldn't sleep I remember waking up in the end of the night in the middle of the night I couldn't get any much sleep I wasn't really talking to anybody uh, I cried again when I got home I couldn't believe it I went on my knees I was like God why is this happening to me I was like God if you don't want me to do this just tell me and I'll do something else because I don't understand why this is happening to me um, I was so upset and uh, I, I remember I just I didn't do anything I went on a walk I remember to try and go and clear my head I, I just couldn't do it I, I didn't really know what else to do I didn't have anything all the people that would normally support me and had normally been there for me before and all the people the athletes that I'd been around who we'd done well together I, I didn't see any of them I, I didn't hear from any of them anymore and I'm not saying that as a dig or anything but I was literally on my own at that point no one could really truly understand what was what I was going through in that particular moment in time and uh, I wasn't looking for sympathy and I wasn't looking for anything even if had someone had wanted to try and come in and bit support me I, I would have literally just just pushed them away because I knew that I understood how I felt and I know that they couldn't um, and it was just such a difficult experience for me but all I had in that time was to hold on to Jesus. I remember I was worshiping, I was praying, I was talking to God. I was like, God, what do I do? How do I get out of this? What am I going to do? I didn't think I was going to get out of this. I thought I was finished. I was thinking, yeah, nah, there's no way I'm going to be able to come back from this. Mm. And um, as the season sort of closed, <laughs> I kept trying to train and train and train and train, uh, thinking I need to train more, I need to do more, I need to do more. And that just made everything worse because by the end of the season, I was so fatigued, I was so finished, I was so tired, my body, my mind, mentally. I just needed a break from everything. And usually when I have breaks, every every athlete has a break towards the end of the season. Usually I'm raring to go. I'm so excited. I have a break and I just want to I want to go back to track. But for the time that I had, I've had about three weeks, three and a bit weeks off. Uh, I did not think about track at all. I genuinely I thought maybe am I losing the love for this? But it wasn't the case. I was just so mentally and physically and emotionally fatigued from track and from everything that came with it. I'd put so much time and effort into this to only then discover that um, nothing went right in, in that season. But mm. at the end of the day, I came to realize everything did go right because that is how that is where God wanted me to be. And everything that happened happened because God wanted it to happen. And the things that I have learned from that are going to follow me for the rest of my life. And I'm grateful that they happened because the amount that I learned from it was 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 insane. And it drew me so much closer to God because I came to realize my, my value isn't in track. My value isn't on how fast I run. It isn't in how hard I train. It isn't any of those things. My value is in Christ Jesus. And even when I felt like there was nothing, that, that, like I felt like I had not achieved anything, um, I still knew that, that Jesus was with me. And he gave me this ridiculous peace that just, it's like he says in the word, the peace that surpasses all understanding. I knew that God was not finished with me yet. God was not done with me. He had not brought me this far to only leave me there. And it just really encouraged me. And, and it really, really kept me going uh, up until this point. And everything that's happened now, I begin to see why those things occurred. And this, my, me telling this story is just to give you guys hope. Never give up. Keep trusting in the Lord. Keep having faith. He, he allows us to go through difficult times. Don't think that becoming a Christian means that life is going to be easy. If anything, it's so much harder. The Bible tells us they will hate you for, your, for, for his namesake. They're going to hate you because of Jesus. They, there's going to be tough times. You're going to be persecuted for your faith. Like it's, it's not easy. It's not an easy journey. It's so difficult. There's so many struggles that are involved in that. And um, life is life is not easy at all. But the only way that I got through it was was because of Jesus, and it drew me so much closer to Him. And I have a great appreciation um, for the people that have around me. I'm so grateful for my coach and my 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 support system. You need to ensure you have the right people around you. It's very 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 important. Mm. Um, things are going to change. Relationships are going to dwindle. Sometimes things are good, things that you never thought would ever happen would happen, and you have to kind of be able to to do to deal with that. 
Uh, but without my faith, I know I, I definitely wouldn't wouldn't be where I am. But it was definitely the hardest year of my life. And I turned 21, like, uh, what are we, in October, uh, at the time of recording this. I turned 21, like, last month. And it was a very weird birthday for me because I felt like I didn't really do anything when I was 20. <laughs> you know, I, I was, I usually before you're excited to kind of get older but I'm not at that age I'm kind of I'm thinking oh man lord when, when's it going to happen for me where I get to really do everything and become everything I want to be but then I came to the realization mm. where everything that happened that year is what brought me to where I am now I should be grateful for the fact that I'm alive I should mm. be grateful and I just pray that this story kind of like encourages you guys um because that is the complete truth of everything that happened for anyone that was wondering yeah. what what like happened to me in the season yeah. um I've been able to have success in the sport and I know I, I have experience in the sport and I've, I've learned a lot through it and I couldn't understand I know you, you get out what you put in and and it was just so hard to see um I didn't make the world team as you can imagine and uh I didn't make the European team at the end of the season so three major championships and we were expecting to be at, at, at all of them if everything had gone according to plan but it didn't I wasn't able to make any of them and I had to sit down the couch and, and watch athletics from home um, and being an athlete and having to be at home and watch like other athletes do what you know you're capable of doing is a, is a real gut-wrenching thing um because and having to explain what the amount of people I've had to explain to what happened and everything, because it's not exactly an easy makeshift thing to explain. Sometimes it, it seems like people thought maybe I was making excuses to some people. It's just a hard thing. It's not, it's not, it's never something you want to explain. I'm not someone that does excuses or anything like that. Um, so, so it was very hard, but um, I really had to just hold on to Jesus because uh, that was, that was, all, that was all I had. And when he's all you have, that is more than enough. There was nothing else I could have turned to that was going to be anything sustainable at that point. No drugs, no alcohol, no girl, no nothing. There was absolutely nothing. And I didn't even bother because I knew what's the point. Those thoughts never came into my head to do anything else. I had the only thing I could hold on to was Jesus because I know that he would never give up on me. So I thought, I'm not going to give up on Jesus. I'm going to trust him. I'm going to have faith in him. It was very difficult. I was asking him questions. And you can ask these questions. You can be like, God, why is this happening to me? What have I done wrong? Am I being punished for something? Did I make a wrong decision? You can have those conversations to him. I was taking it to him in prayer. I had a, I have an amazing friend, um, Daniel, who, who he prayed with me, who spoke with me, and we he he really encouraged me during that time. And I thank the Lord God for, for sending um, people like that, as well as with JT. JT just gave me my gave me my time, and he didn't question it. He he understood that if he had questioned it at the time, I probably, probably wouldn't have got an answer because it was just so difficult. Um, and um, you yeah it, it was just it was it was pretty crazy and I just wanted to share that with you guys kind of as a continuation because uh, Joe got to tell a story um last week in part so I wanted to, to kind of tell you guys my story and as to where I am right now um I am so at peace with kind of everything I had to come to the terms with the fact that I didn't run a PB I didn't do what I wanted to do I didn't achieve my goals I didn't do what I, but that's okay because what God had for me was so much more when I think about the impact that I'm able to have off the track through trying to telling people about Jesus through through the ministry, through TikTok, through Snapchat, whatever, the amount of people that I've been able to try and ha have an effect on through the power of the Holy Spirit has been amazing. So I shouldn't put my worth on just what I achieve on the track because spiritually I'm in a good place and, and God is using me. And whenever God sees fit to, to elevate me to the next level on the track, let his will be done and, and just trust him. And if you don't know him, get to know him. Don't listen to just what someone else has said or your own understanding of who God is. Take it for yourself. Come, go to him in prayer. Ask him to reveal himself. If you do it with faith, he will do it. It's not a joke. It's real. God is real. He loves you so much and he has changed my life. And it's only because of him that I'm able to sit here before you because I used to be a very selfish, not very nice, not very kind person. And I can say that from the bottom of my heart because I know it's true. 
and only by the grace of God that I'm being transformed. And I'm still not a great person now. I can sit here and say this to you, but I serve a great God. And um, the work he's doing in me is not completed. And I know that every day, every single day, I'm trying my best to be better, you know, having self-control, being able to love everyone around us, even though people will hurt you, people will say bad things about you, people will make you feel sad. Things will occur in your life and you're thinking, God, why is this happening? What on earth is going on? But don't turn to the drugs. Don't turn to the alcohol. Don't turn to any of that stuff. Just turn to Jesus. I promise you, he is more than enough. He will give you the comfort that you need. And if you need help, you need prayer, please reach out. Don't hold it in all by yourself. And, and just know that don't allow whatever it is that you do or something that you enjoy to do to, to don't let that be where you have your worth all wrapped up in. Don't allow it to be everything that you are. Have every have everything that you are wrapped up in Jesus because Jesus is everything. And just put your faith and trust in him and know that even though everything might be tough right now, this too shall pass. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And it's such oh, a yeah. true word. Oh, because that night where I, that night where I was crying and I was upset, the next day I did wake up and I did feel better. Of course, I was still sad throughout the day. Mm. Um, but felt better the joy did come in the morning mm. and um yeah i, I that, that's that's all i've got in regards to that um wow. but also oh the last thing i would kind of say is that listen to the holy spirit if the holy spirit is telling you don't talk to that person or mm. get rid of that relationship or mm. leave that church or go to that place or don't go there or don't you please be obedient because it will come back and it will get you and you will have to deal with the consequences of it and you can't say oh i didn't know because the holy spirit told you and for those that don't understand like what that may mean, the Holy Spirit is our comforter, is the spirit of God that lives inside us, that leads us and guides us in all truth, that helps us to understand scripture, that gives, gives us just guidance in everything that we need. So when the Holy Spirit gives us a prompting, you'll know it's an internal feeling and it's not really something you can describe. I can't lie, so I'm not even going to try to. Um, but when, when that Holy Spirit guides you, you need to be obedient to it, guys. I know sometimes you just want to go your own way because you think you know better, but we don't. We do not know better um so just trust allow the holy spirit to lead you and i promise you he will guide you and maybe he might be leading you to somewhere you don't understand or you don't want to go because you think oh no but i want this way it looks cooler but mm. remember that god sees the future he knows what's best for us he holds us in the palm of his hand so we need to just be obedient to him so yeah that was my story i kind of i'm sorry if i went on for a little bit um no man it, yeah. was beautiful. it was beautiful it was necessary to share that much it's necessary you know it's necessary and i, and I found so much like of that story that related to my story this year as well um for those who don't know as well I struggled a lot um this year I think this year has been definitely spiritually this has been the toughest the most mentally spiritually draining year um but it's also been a year where I've overlooked a lot of things that have happened that have like gone my way that have gone that have like been a blessing um so I think recently let me just let me just kind of do reverse engineer it so recently mm -hmm. I was up to this that um I've been struggling with massively with lust and sexual sin um and so it was like uh how do I go about saying this okay we'll start from the beginning so throughout the year um throughout my uni experience I've just been you know coasting doing well doing well in first year second year came about I started to struggle a little bit um and then a family emergency a family issue type thing popped up and I just kind of lost lost myself in 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 uh just like I kind of just emotionally I just became completely unstable um completely unstable um and as a result of that I felt the need to just you know escape from my relationships escape from God escape from the church um, and these times as well I was I was 
because it was still around COVID lockdown times, it's like end of 2021. So, um, I mean, to be fair, I wasn't like, I was still in the kind of mode of just being online for church, not actually going into church and experiencing the presence of God. So I was very much just still used to, you know, sitting back and just um, coasting and not and not going to church, not being bothered to go to church, not being bothered to to uh, to to go and meet people and 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 have like-minded people encourage you and edify you. So I was just I was just completely rock bottom in my faith, and that kind that that narrative continued, and it similar to Des, it spiraled into other areas of my life. So in terms of my finances, I was consuming, I was spending like stupid amount of money. Um, I was going stupid like buying things that I felt like would make me look cooler and you know what's crazy is that you know when, when we're in the world we try and put on a facade that we that we have a certain image or that we look a certain way when in reality inside we're absolutely dying like we're completely finished but yet we still try and keep up appearances mm. still kind of try and keep up with the Joneses so I was consuming I was buying I was buying this I was buying this um this jacket I was buying this the this, these trainers to make myself look I'm still I've still got my life sorted out you know I'm still I'm still there you know um uh, and then as the year progressed, again, not only financially, but also um, academically, I started, you know, dwindling. Like my exam results this year weren't as good as I wanted them to be. Why? Because I was giving myself away to the sector of sin constantly, constantly, constantly. Um, and I just decided to um, to find my value in that and, you know, just settle for less. And, you know, one thing I read that's really that was really like mind blowing was that with sin, especially with, with things like with habitual sin, when you choose to sin, like we think that choosing not to sin is choosing less happiness because when the thing is there and immediate, when the good, when the when the when the thing that is disguised and as disguised as an enjoyable good is there and ready to take you, think, oh, like this is this isn't this is gonna make me happy. This is gonna make me, you know, more fulfilled. And it's like, no, there's a reason why God constantly says, and other people that wrote that 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 had written the Bible constantly say that doing the things that you don't want to do are not going to doing the things you don't want to do are not going to lead to you being happy and you being fulfilled they're not going to lead to you being they're going to lead to destruction um and it also and furthermore it says that you know narrow is the narrow is the path that leads to you know righteousness and and, and, and eternity but wide is the path that leads to destruction every time i just felt like it was much more easier for me to choose the bad option because it's just there like it's, it's there it's there for the taking i might as well just you know um continue indulging in, in porn and continue indulging in in these wrong things um and a lot of it was down to me not being me down to me being prideful number one um and me thinking i had it all figured out um i didn't open up to anyone um annoyingly now i look back at it in hindsight i'm like why didn't i open up to people and similarly to des like in that moment where you're just annoyed you, do, you don't want to speak to anyone you just don't want to speak to anyone you're, you're in a rut you're down bad you're just like no i don't want to speak to anyone and it's like you have that defeatist mindset that you know what i'm here i, I don't know how i'm gonna bounce back from this like I'm not gonna bounce back from this. If I'm already in it, then how am I gonna get out of it? Like, there's nothing that I can do, no one that I can come to, no one I can, I can call that will understand what I'm going through. No one will get it. Um, and that was the those were the lies that were being fed to me constantly. Um, um, and it just made me even the opportunities that I had this year because I had an internship and I also became a student brand ambassador this year, which were all blessings. But I felt like I wasn't able to give my full self um to those roles as well as having this podcast I wasn't giving my full self to these to these things to these blessings to these platforms that I had to these responsibilities that I had and as a result of you know as a result of in as as a way of trying to like um escape from those responsibilities escape from creativity escape from those things I decided to settle for less um and it's like bro only until I opened up to Des only until I opened up to my parents only, only until I opened up to people in my church that I was like yo 
there's people here that you that have experienced and gone through what you've gone through no one should be made to suffer in silence the bible says it two are better than one because if one falls the other will catch them if one is by themselves and they fall no one's there to catch them so when you fall you fall deep like you don't fall like you don't fall when someone's there no one's there to catch you unless you put your faith in god and you now invest and god tells you to confess your sins to other people because if, so if you don't do that then you're already sinning so it's like for me it mm. was hard to muster up the courage to actually tell Des because i was like bro this guy like Des is such an inspiration to me he's like a, he's like a big brother to me he's like yo he's he's always encouraging me in the faith and it's like i'm letting man down by not being honest you know you have to muster up the courage to tell someone because if you continue to go like just if you can continue to go down that spiral i mean it says the wages of sin is death and it's like you know you when you feel yourself going through that depressed state it's like you know that the next thing after that that you go to is not going to end up it's, it's going to end up in you feeling even more depressed um so i feel like the lessons i took from destiny's testament that was so similar to mine is that as christians we have to see things see struggles as not a matter of winning and losing but a matter of winning and learning um because with there's a story um it was like with there's a story you were talking about you were talking about bro you were talking about how when you lost or when you when you when you got out of the first round it was like it was a loss for you it wasn't like a learning curve it didn't it didn't immediately seem as a learning curve it was a loss um but with every story you you when you're winning when you're when you're doing well it's a win but you also have to learn from it and when you're not doing as well it's still learning you're not losing anything so when i choose not to sin i'm not i'm not losing out on anything i'm just learning i'm unlearning the things that I shouldn't be doing and learning the things that God has told me to do, that God has told me to learn, um, you know? Uh, and the second thing I took from your, from your thing is not to be in isolation, not to allow yourself to be so isolated because sin thrives in isolation. When you have that secrecy about your life, when you have that duality about your life, where you're doing one thing in the public arena, then when you're behind closed doors, you're, you're just, you're, you're moving mad. You're, you're doing stupid things, you know? The, the truth will come to light. And when you expose the darkness to the light, then the darkness, the, the light will fill the darkness, you know? Um, uh, and thirdly, what was the other point you made? It was such a valid point you made in your story. Um, I don't remember what it was. Um, oh, man, what was it? What was it? What was it? Uh, uh, yeah, I think it was um, the hunky-dory thing. Um, when you now decide to have that relationship with God, don't think yeah that even when you pray that prayer that yeah god just help me help me help me and you don't want to now take the necessary steps to do that it's not going to work um you know there's there's no hunky-dory relationship no relationship in real life no relationship with god no relationship with the person is going to be all smooth sailing you're going to have arguments you're going to have times where you're like why am i why am i doing this but it's all part of learning you know, you're winning or you're learning. You're not losing. Because neg negative situations can happen, yeah. But a negative kind of way of thinking or like a twisted way of thinking or a pessimistic view a viewpoint will make things even worse. If you have that, the truth and, and, and knowing who Jesus Christ is, it's like, bro, you have, you have so much more to look forward. You have so much more to look forward to. You have so much more positives to look in a situation because of him. Um. And it's like, yes, not everything will be hunky-dory. Um, and you're still working yourself. It's like, we're all still work in progress. It's like, where, where I'm at now, again, similar to this, I have so much peace in my mind, so much freedom to do things I 
I need to do. I have so much freedom to do the things that God wants me to do. I have so much freedom to actually take up the responsibilities and do things to the best of my ability, which I hadn't done before. Um, and it's not, it's not, it's not always like what I want to be doing. Of course, I want to be chilling and watching Netflix. Of course, I want to be just, you know, um, in my bed until late. But I don't. I know that's not necessary for me to grow. And it's like the more I grow up, those things, the more you grow into, you know, little by little as well. You know, when Des said, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm so fixated on, you know, I'm not having, done, haven't become the person that I thought I was going to be by this point. It's like, no, you're not always going to, like, you're not always going to achieve. But then looking at it like that will make you overlook the blessings and the small things that God has done in your life and made you learn in order to change you and become that person little by little. It's a marathon, not a sprint. You know, this, this, this purpose thing we have with God is eternal. When we're talking about purpose, it's like, you're not just, you're not fulfilling a purpose for like a day or like a certain season. It's like, this is a life thing. You have a life purpose to, to, to grow in Christ, to know more about him. So it's like, don't choose to rush because you see other people doing bits. You see other people signing contracts to this football club. You see other people going on this holiday and making seven figures a year. Like, oh, I need to, I need to get, no, 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 no. God has, God has you on your own timeline. You feel me? God has you on his own timeline. So in your due season, you will reap what you sow. So the question is, what am I reaping now? Well, now I'm reaping into my relationships. Or now, no, sowing, sorry. I want my sowing. I'm sowing into my relationships. You know, I'm sowing into my faith more often. Um, and it's been a blessing because there's that peace. There's that creativity regained. Um, and, and recently as well, I think I told there's this as well, that I had a, a family emergency um, again. But... I was able to handle it with such with, with so much more different like I was able to really like just be there be present because when you give yourself away to things and people that don't know you and things that don't love you back it's like you don't feel that void but when you give yourself when you let Christ's love shine on the people that matter in your life it's like you feel that you're doing what God has called you to do to love other people and it's like it's a beautiful thing um so I'd say what am I okay learn takeaways from this I mean this is very brief I, I, I want to go more into this like in another episode like more specifically to to do with like lust and all these things and temptation I want to go into this in, in a completely separate episode but I'd say what I'm going to leave people with here um is to never suffer in isolation um you will not be rejected especially if if you have friends in Christ such as my brother does you will not be rejected um and you won't be condemned because Christ has done something in them that will help that will make them look at you with love not with judgment not with condemnation um because the bible says for there is now no condemnation for those in christ jesus so um don't ever suffer in isolation number two don't see things as winning or losing you know choosing to sin is not choosing choosing to sin is not choosing more happiness um choosing to sin is just um it's a distorted and perverted view of what you believe in so it just asks you, you have to reflect on what you really want to believe or what you truly believe in. Ask yourself that question because it took a lot of reflection for me to be like, you know what? Maybe my belief system is warped. Maybe my belief system is so twisted and wrong. Um, thirdly, um, uh, thirdly, stop trying to be perfect. Stop trying to think that, yeah, this is how I'm supposed to act. This is what I'm supposed to do. This is how I'm supposed to look like if I want to be in the kingdom of God. This is how I'm supposed to dress like. I'm supposed to have this watch. I'm supposed to have this clothes. I'm supposed to have this jacket. No, you're not. God never told you that. You know, just come as you are. And as you're doing things, as long as you're doing the things that he's told you to do and trying your best every day to be more like him, 
Nothing else will fill that void. Nothing else in this world will fill that void. And don't put, as a destiny said, don't place your value in the things you do because your value was never placed in the things you do. You're a product of his love and everything that's inside you is from him. So you belong to him. That's 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 it, man. Don't, you know, don't, don't try and be perfect because there's always that there's always that sinful nature in us from 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 way back. There's always that sinful nature in us, but you have the grace of God. So it's like don't abuse the awareness of that grace. You know, by going into the wrong things. Accept it and know that you can't be perfect, but you're still striving to do better day by day. And whilst you still have today, also, final one, be present. Be very present. Like you can ruminate about all these things that are going to happen in the future. He tells us what tomorrow is going to worry about itself. Whilst you still have today, bro, just just let God use you to for today. Whatever God is telling you to do today, just do it. Um, however, God is ministering to you, whatever you're learning through His Word or whatever, or whatever situation you face, just focus on today. Give today its due diligence, and tomorrow will worry about itself because you're preparing your tomorrow by you know working on your today. So yeah. That's that's, man, man. that's that's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You summed it up perfectly. I've got nothing more to say on that. Um, other than I really hope this this message encourages um you, whoever's listening to this. Um and uh yeah, I'm grateful. I hope you guys can take something from this. If you have any prayer requests or questions or anything like that, please, please, please just just reach out. Um and we can have a conversation. And um yeah we're, we're going to be as consistent as possible always going to be real with our conversations covering a, a range of topics we, we do talk about sport here but it's not just that mm-hmm. we're not limiting our, limiting ourselves to a sports podcast where you cover sports we'll cover, cover entertainment but most importantly our number one basis is to talk about um, our faith in real life situations and, and encourage you guys as best as we can and keep it real with you guys so thank you so much for tuning in thank you for listening I hope yeah. you guys can make it all the way up until this point and I uh, really do appreciate you guys for listening as always yeah thank you guys man God bless you.